Hi everyone, welcome to Understand the Bible. This is our Thought for the Week uh, feature and in this session we're going to be looking at part two of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Do go back and look at part one if you'd like to, um, but this is part two and we're starting to think in the last session we thought about how our, our meaning, our purpose in life was to in, uh, enjoy God and glorify him. Um, so, you know, glorify God and enjoy him forever is the actual words that they used. But how do we actually do that? Now, how do we know when we're doing that? How do we actually, um, you know, glorify God and, and enjoy him? How do we learn how to do that? And that's what we're going to start looking at in this question. This is question two. It says, what rule has God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? The answer is the word of God which is contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, is the only rule to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him. So what they say is that it's the, uh, it's the word of God, that is uh, the Bible, you know, the scriptures, contained in the Old and New Testament. So both the Old and the New Testament are equally the Bible, equally the word of God. And that is the only rule, that is the only thing uh, which directs us as to how to, to glorify God and enjoy him, that God hasn't given us another guide. Uh, now, there are two um, verses that I'm going to look at. There are actually three that they mention, but there are just two that I'm going to pick up on. The first one is possibly the most famous verse in the Bible about the Bible. And this is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, and it says this, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Okay, so all scripture is God-breathed, all scripture. So everything in the Bible is, is um, breathed out by God, and we'll think about that in a second, but, but everything here is, is um, God's word. Um, now, of course, when uh, Paul was writing this, he was referring to the Old Testament, but um, if you look in 2, to, uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16, I won't read it out, but in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16, Peter, the Apostle Peter, refers to Paul's writings also as part of the Scriptures. So the New Testament, even from the time of, of the New Testament itself, the New Testament was seen to be uh, Scripture alongside the Old Testament as well. And we'll think about why that is um, again in just a few few moments. So everything in this book is Scripture, is the Word of God. This teaches us how to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. This teaches us how we should live, how we should be human. So what does it mean for the Bible to be God breathe. It just means that every bit of the Bible, although it was written by human beings, at the end of the day it comes from God. So behind the words of the Bible, whichever part of the Bible you look at, the Old Testament or the New Testament, it may have been written down by a human being. We may be able to see different, uh, different authors' styles in the way that they wrote. So, you know, Luke wrote a different gospel to Matthew. And in the Old Testament, there's poetry, there's history, different authors had different styles. But behind that stands God, who by his Holy Spirit was inspiring them to, to write the words that they actually wrote. So it may have come through, um, you know, David, it may have come through Moses, it may have come through Paul or Luke or John, whoever, but they were God's words. 
and that that is what God wants to say through them to us. So that's what it means for the whole of the Bible to be God breathed. It's like he, you know, he's breathing out through, uh, through human beings, you know, breathing out the words of the Bible through, through human beings. And everything it says is useful, uh, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So everything in the Bible has been written for us, for our benefit, for our, our Christian lives, to help us in order to live as human beings. So that's why the Bible was written. Even parts of the Bible we find uh, more difficult to understand. You know, I did a series uh, not too long ago on the book of Judges, and you can still see some of that on YouTube. And that was because I know a lot of people struggle with Judges. And, but it's still God's word. And I hope that as we went through that series, that uh, people found it helpful in understanding what the book of Judges has to say to us as Christians and how we should live, how we should trust in Jesus and so on. So that's why the Bible is here and that's you now we can trust it, every bit of it, as what God wants to say to us, even the bits which are harder to understand. Now we might have to work a bit harder to get to the meaning as with Judges, but it's still God's word to us. So that's 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Let me turn over now to, uh, to 1 John. Um, 1 John is one of the... Um, last books in the New Testament. It's a fairly short, uh, fairly short book. This is written by the Apostle John and this is what he says in 1 John chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. So John is defending himself as an Apostle here. And um, presumably um, from reading the letter, I won't go into all of it now, of course, but from reading the letter, it seems like there were other other people in this church he was writing to who were challenging his authority and the, and the authority of the other apostles. And they were trying to convince people that they were right and the apostles were wrong. And John says, no, no, we we have seen and heard what we proclaim to you. In other words, he's saying, I knew Jesus personally. I heard it from his mouth. What I say to you is not a distortion of what Jesus said because I heard it from him. And that was the, the condition of being an apostle. It's someone who was an eyewitness to Jesus and to Jesus' teaching. And so this is why we can have confidence in, um, or particularly in the New Testament, in the New Testament books, because the, the people who wrote them were eyewitnesses and they were people who lived at the, at the time, who, who knew Jesus, who knew what he taught and uh, who were able to, to teach us, you know, from what Jesus taught. So um, that's the uh, really important thing. You know, we can trust the Bible. We can trust the New Testament, um, especially because it was written by eyewitnesses. But we can trust the New Testament and the Old Testament equally. I just like to make that clear. Some people really like the New Testament, but not the Old. Um, that's not the case, that both equally are, are God's, God's word. So this is the thing. When you read the Bible, when you read particularly the, the witness of the apostles, you know, through the Gospels, through the letters in the New Testament, you can't get closer to Jesus. These are uh, God's words 
coming to us. They're from people who heard Jesus himself speaking and teaching. And it is what God wants to say to us. So as we come to a, a conclusion in this session, that's just what I would like to say that you know, we thought last week about what it was it meant to be human and how we you know what the meaning of life is, what our purpose in life is. Um, you know, we are to, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. How do we actually do that? If you want to do that, you need the Bible. If you want to do that, you need this book and you need to, to listen to what it has to say. And uh, you need to uh, to read it and understand it. And this is why I created Understand the Bible as the, as a website and YouTube and podcast, what have you. And that's because I believe understanding the Bible is the way to understanding the way that, that God wants us to live, how to be in a right relationship with him, understanding everything about the world and, and so on. Ultimately, it comes down to whether we believe and trust in this book and what we understand of it. This is God's message to us. And that's why it's so important to understand the Bible and to look at it. And that's what we're going to be doing over the coming weeks in the uh, the Westminster Shorter Catechism. We're going to be looking at what the Bible says and you know, everything that they say is backed up from the Bible. And we're going to be looking into that and sort of probing into uh, what it means for us. So let's take a moment to pray as we as we finish and help us, ask God to help us um, to understand the Bible and to, to live by it uh, more. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have communicated to us in your word. And we thank you that um, you have given us all that we need to understand you in your word. And we pray that you would help us to take it on board and to uh, live by these words and understand them, to understand you better, to understand ourselves better, to be able to glorify you and enjoy you forever, as uh, we heard last week. Please help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks very much for uh, for joining me today, everyone. And um, yeah, just a little reminder that if you're on YouTube, please do click on the little subscribe button as um, that will mean you get the new videos as they're released. And if you want to be notified, click on the little bell um, icon and you'll get an email uh, and a notification each time I upload one. If you're on Facebook, do like or follow the page. And if you're on the podcast, do subscribe on the podcast. And all of the links to all of those three are down below. So thanks very much for joining me. I hope to see you again for the next session very soon. But until then, God bless.